Hello and welcome to Sniffing Out the Bullshit, a podcast for ambitious entrepreneurs who want help wading their way through the bullshit jungle of entrepreneurship and learn the tools, skills and mindset that are actually required for success. I'm your host, Sabrina Shabans, the No Bullshit Entrepreneur. Welcome to this week's episode of Sniffing Out the Bullshit, where I will be talking about all the people who have become an overnight success and how you can do it too. Yeah, right. Switch off now if that's what you're here for. There is no such thing as an overnight success. I'm sorry to disappoint you. And that is the end of the world's shortest podcast episode. Okay, I'm joking. But I really wanted to bring that up right away because I'm so, so sick of hearing it. If you look at the content that seems to be performing well on social media at the moment, it's all about the stuff that gets results quickly. Make more money, get more followers, save you hours of time. Everyone is getting more and more impatient these days. They want instant results. We get instant answers from Google, one-click shopping from Amazon, food delivered to our door from like Uber Eats or Deliveroo. So why not instant business results too? So let's talk about some people who are considered to be overnight successes because you probably don't quite believe me yet. You're probably thinking... What is Sabrina on? I know loads of people who suddenly just got famous overnight. What is she talking about? So let's talk about it. I'm going to start with probably the number one guy that you listen to as an entrepreneur. I'm guessing. That is obviously Stephen Bartlett. I mean, he does have the number one business podcast in the world. He is one of the top UK entrepreneurs and he's definitely one of the youngest multi-millionaires. He is one of the hottest names in business at the moment. So why not start with him? Now, a couple of years ago, many people had never even heard of him. I mean, some people still haven't heard of him. That's just how the world works. But he's huge now. He's now on Dragon's Den and he's definitely one of the most sought after business speakers. And wait to see how much that we can't afford right now but you know the fact that he was unknown two years ago he's definitely not unknown let me rephrase that the fact that he was not known as well as he is now you know not that many people heard of him and now suddenly he's all over the place isn't that the definition of an overnight success no let's put it that way straight away no so please remember get this in your head because i'm going to keep saying it that there was no such thing as an overnight success. What really happens is that the market only suddenly realises the value of these people. So they've been plodding away for years and years, but suddenly people catch on to what they're doing and their hard work finally picks up like wildfire and their popularity increases, leading to this so-called overnight success. So let's go back to Stephen. Stephen actually launched his first startup in 2013. Yep, that was a long time ago. And it was an online messaging board called Wallpark. Ever heard of it? Nope. Well, that's because it, well, it wasn't, this was, it was not a failure, that's for sure. But he evolved that business into Social Chain. And you've probably heard of Social Chain. That's the one that everyone talks about. It was the fastest growing social media co- company. And that's, you know, how he got famous today. So he and his co-founder, Dominic McGregor, saw the value in social media for business way before many people did. I mean, since 2013, everyone's on social media for business now, but back then there weren't that many. 
And Stephen also spent his time posting on social media every day with thought leadership pieces. I remember even following following him like back in 2017 when he was just starting out. Well, obviously not just starting out, but just starting out with his personal branding for sure. I loved seeing his content come up on my feed every day. And I like totally admired how dedicated he was to his work. Like I never posted on social media back then. The odd, you know, picture of me drinking a cocktail on the beach whenever I went on holiday. Yeah, but not for work, not for sure. He was putting out thought leadership stuff every day. Um, but no one really knew who he was back then. I'd go to a networking event and be like, oh, did you see that post by Stephen Bartlett the other day? And they'd be like, who? He was a nobody. And then in 2017, he created a podcast. Again, a little ahead of its time. Nowadays, everyone seems to have a podcast. I mean, look at me. I even have two. But back in seven, 2017, not many people had podcasts. So he started off with it just being his own ramblings. I mean, better than my ones, of course. But, you know, they were it was just a solo podcast. And then he started to bring guests on. And, you know, he stuck with it. Consistency piece. He stuck with it every week. And he gradually got bigger and bigger names to come on the podcast. And eventually, it became the huge success that you know it as today. So let's go back to his company, Social Chain. Because in February 2023, it got acquired by Brave Bison. This is a very, you know, popular deal that people know about. Um, It's a popular, publicised, well-publicised deal. That's probably what I mean to say. I'm not going to discuss the numbers around the sale because I know there's still controversy around that. It was, because it's a well-publicised deal. And I prefer to stay away from the controversy. And, you know, you're probably thinking, Sabine loves controversy. No, I don't. I love to sniff out the bullshit. Um, but I don't like the controversy. And I don't know anywhere near enough information about the sale and the figures to call bullshit out anywhere. So I'm just going to skip. But this means that Stephen's so-called overnight success actually really took 10 years. Which I'm pretty sure is exactly what Jeff Bezos said. I know there's loads of quotes like this, but I believe that Jeff, Jeff Bezos was the one that said, overnight success actually takes 10 years. And I'm pretty sure someone else said it also takes 20 years. And, you know, there's loads and loads of quotes that, that call the bullshit out on overnight success. Now, I know Steve Jobs said, if you look really closely, most overnight successes took a really, really long time. I mean, let's go to Steve Jobs, in fact. Because he was also considered to be an overnight success himself. He was the genius behind the iPhone, right? One moment there was no iPhone and the next, the world has changed with this revolutionary product. Well, let's talk about Steve Jobs' business history. Because he co-founded Apple back in 1977 with his power was. And so that's the not an overnight success for a start because we talked about you know the iphone and we know that certainly wasn't um that long ago but back in 1977 him and was created apple and then less than 10 years later he was actually fired he was essentially the biggest failure and he was fired from his own company but then somehow he managed to come back to apple 12 years later and completely transform the company to the brand that we know and love today well I love. A lot of people love. Some people don't. But, you know, his overnight success success 
So we went 30 years. It's ridiculous. However, many people had never heard of Apple before the iPhone. Or maybe maybe they did, like when the iPod came out, right? Because um, that was also revolutionary, the whole thousand songs in your pocket thing. But there certainly weren't that many Mac users back in the day. Windows was the one that completely dominated the market. And so this overnight success was was a 30-year process. And it was all about Windows back then, not really MacBooks. Well, in fact, let's talk about Windows for a second, because I always want Bill Gates. He was the richest man on earth for quite a while. His name was always talked about when I was at school. Bill Gates, richest man on earth. And many people called him an overnight success too, because he just apparently created this simple computer program and suddenly became super duper rich. But again, let's talk about his journey because he had a long old journey too. Back in 1972, him and Paul Allen, the other dude who formed Microsoft with him, they actually started a company first called Trafo Data. Yep, <laughs> Trafo Data. Um, whatever you think of the name, they created it. And it made traffic counters based on that Intel 8008 processor, which is basically an early 8-bit microprocessor. Not important. The problem is, that company didn't make any money. <laughs> but Bill Gates and Alan, they learned a ton of things from that experience. And so they were able to make improvements and start Microsoft in 1975. But again, Windows, Windows 1.0, you know, our operating system that's transformed a lot of people's lives, wasn't actually released until 10 years later in 1985. So maybe 10 is actually the magic number. 10 years is the, the key to success. And yeah, I think about 10 years. I'm trying to think of, think of an, oh, that reminds me, 10 years, another person. I wanted to work this guy because I feel like this name comes up a lot. Sorry, another classic overnight success, Mr. Jimmy Donaldson. Many of you may not even know who I'm talking about when I say Jimmy Donaldson, because the world knows him as Mr. Beast. Yep. The, well, not the, well, I don't know if he's the world's most famous, but he's definitely one of the world's most famous YouTubers and considered to be a massive overnight success. Let's backtrack to what really happened in Jimmy's life. So he started making videos when he was teeny. He was, I think, he was, well, he was doing it when he was a kid. He loved it back when he was obviously living with his mum. He's a kid. And he started his YouTube channel when he was just 13 years old. And his name back then was MrBeast6000. He was consistently making videos. That word again, consistently. But they weren't really getting many views. And be honest, at this point, I reckon most people have just given up. I certainly would have done. I, I get bored of social media all the time, but I don't have that commitment to it. And I know a lot of people, even if they do love it, they're creating stuff. But the fact that you're just making videos all the time and no one's watching them, it's hard to keep going. After all, social validation is the reason why many content creators post. They want to see those vanity metrics go up, the likes, the followers, like views and all these sort of things watch time and they want to see that you know progress and they want to see those big numbers and it makes them feel like they're popular and they're good at what they do it's this social validation and if they don't get those then what is the point of making content 
Now, obviously, I've got answers for that, but this is what a lot of people think. But the difference is Jimmy loved making content. Like, truly, in his passion, this is why he wanted to make YouTube videos. And he wanted to be the best at it. That's what he said. He just wanted to work day and night to become the best. And one day, a video of his popped off. He finally went viral. And guess what it was for? <laughs> he literally counted to 100,000. That's it. He just sat there. He was like, one, two, three, all the way up to 100,000. Un-freaking believable. So <laughs> you never know what type of content the world will respond to. But this video was released in 2017. So that's more than five years after he uploaded his first ever video. And he still didn't actually reach the mainstream stardom that he now enjoys until his later videos. Like, he obviously, that obviously helped and, and he, he picked up and he got loads and loads of views. But I, I don't think he got the real, you know, household name thing until that whole Squid Games thing. So back in November 2021, he made a video of real-life Squid Games off the back of, obviously, that huge controversial Netflix show. It was like, he got 456 people to compete for $456,000. And he did that. He genuinely did that. And he filmed it and he went nuts. He got over 130 million views in a week. And suddenly, people were talking about Mr. Beast everywhere. So for me, that was when his overnight success happened. Because I heard his name mentioned in circles I would never have expected. Sure, he may, may have been popular to thousands of others before then, but he really hit the mainstream media and became a household name after that video. I mean, that's when my parents heard who he was to me. That means they've totally made it. But yeah, that, that's why I give it up. Now, okay, let's talk about a different type of overnight success because I feel like these have been very popular in social media. So let's talk about one before the days of social media. Let's talk about James Dyson. Or sorry, should I say Sir James Dyson? As he was actually knighted back in like 2006. It's weird because I don't really hear many people call him Sir that much, but he definitely is. So I'm going to call him Sir James Dyson. And you also notice that I've, you know, conveniently selected three British entrepreneurs. I feel like Americans get all the limelight and they're always used as great examples. So I wanted to show how mates in the Brits can actually be too. So... Sir James Dyson was considered an overnight success because back in 1993, he launched his first vacuum cleaner, which very quickly became the biggest selling vacuum cleaner in the country. However, James had become... Well, he, I, even I felt like James had been inventing... He'd, he'd been an inventor for a while. He'd been inventing things for decades, in fact, before that. Because back in 1970, he helped design the sea truck, which is this watercraft made from fiberglass. And he did that as part of his, like, uni project. He went to the Royal College of Art, and it was his final year project that he helped design that, and he did that. And then he did his own, you know, original invention four years later. And he invented this thing called the barrel barrow, I think it was which is basically a wheelbarrow, but using a ball instead, which made it easier to manoeuvre. And, you know, this whole ball thing kind of makes sense if you think about it, because that's what kind of the, the vacuum was based on as well. And this, like, barrel barrow was actually a commercial success, this invention. 
And he had investors for that business. But the problem was these investors, like I think he invested so much money that he actually lost control of the company and then ended up selling it against his wishes. So he was definitely determined to not let that happen again with his new business and income Dyson, the company that we know. So he started that. And the thing is, what I love about this story really is that people know him as the tycoon who swooped in just one night, made this vacuum, charged tons of money for it, because let's face it, they're expensive, and suddenly became one of the country's richest people. However, I love the fact that Sir James has always famously said that he made 5,127 prototypes of the vacuum before he got it right. In fact, let me read out this exact quote because he talks about failure and I love the sentiment that he has. Let me get it up because, you know, it, it's brilliant and, I, and I, I, I really buy it, Sir James. So here it is. He said, I made 5,127 prototypes of my vacuum before I got it right. There were 5,126 failures. I learned from each one. That's how I came up with a solution. So I don't mind failure. I've always thought that school children should be marked by the number of failures they've had. The child who tries strange things and experiences lots of failures to get there is probably more creative. I love that. There are so many people out there who think that failure is some kind of sin and you can't talk about it when you fail and, you know, it's just, it's supposed to be a bad thing. However, I think that when you fail, you learn. And when you learn, you improve. So we should always be striving to be better every single day, right? And therefore, we can't do that without failing from time to time and learning from it. And this whole thing from Sir James is, it just sums it up really, really well. And I hope that parents out there do also take that attitude with their kids too, because I, I really like it. I really admire it. So in business, as I said, there it's no such thing as an overnight success as you just don't see what goes on behind the closed doors and all the failures that are never, ever mentioned, unless they obviously highlight it like Sir James did, but I'm guessing he didn't do that at the time when he was failing. He does it after he becomes successful. So it's really hard to understand what's really happening. So maybe these people come onto your radar suddenly, but they've usually been around for a while. All right. Okay, let's, let's just address because there probably are some people who went from zero to something overnight. But that's usually due to an accidental viral episode of something. And it's really, really rare. And, you know, so it's, and it's usually, for example, reality TV stars who see this level of fame. But in a way, they've also been priming themselves up that for years. Those who go on reality TV shows often say in interviews that they've always wanted to be famous. And they spend years and years researching how to do this like making sure they are always looking amazing and they're really like, you know, primed for TV. They rub shoulders with the right people, etc. So technically they've been preparing for this their overnight success for years too. And if you'd like to go on reality TV because you want to get famous, then please be my guest. It will probably work. You'll get lots of followers on social media and people will hang off your every word. But that's not what I want to be known for. I love entrepreneurship and I want my business to be successful. And I plan to do that the right way. I'll do you know what? I shouldn't say the right way because the, there is no right way. I plan to do that the the long way <laughs> because entrepreneurship is long. You know, I'm not looking for an overnight success. I'm looking for longevity, a sustainable business. 
So if you do too, my advice is to stop looking for those overnight success strategies and start mapping out the long old journey to entrepreneurial success. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Sniffing Out the Bullshit and I will see you next week for yet another episode.